Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So wonderful to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I saw when you walked through the door that you are looking for something in particular, and I have got just the item for you. You look like a collector of vintage items, and there are none more vintage than this. If you look over here on the on the wall, we have in its original packaging a 12-inch G.I. Joe action figure. Now, the original design for these came out in 1963. They rose to popularity in 64 through 1969, and then while the toys became smaller in through the 80s, uh, the popularity grew by leaps and bounds. And this all due to the fact that especially through World War II, our war heroes were the action heroes of their time, and gobbled up by the consumerism of our nation, turned into action heroes, and various toy guns and accessories so small children could be like the action heroes of the time. Not too dissimilar to a new story we have to talk about on today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at Jung E. So Jung E is a new film, a South Korean film that came out on January 20th, and I've seen it. I've seen a lot of hype about it. I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I just hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. So I watched it this past weekend, and. Uh, if you like science fiction, I really like this movie. I'm going to be out front and center with that. I, I did enjoy this movie. Now, was it a perfect movie by no uh, stretch of the imagination? But it was a really good movie, I thought. And I think that's because it's from the same gentleman that brought us uh, Trade to Busan, which, uh, which I really liked. Uh, also, Hellbound, which I, I thought was a really good story, but really lacked in the... Uh, lacked in the CG department, but uh, Yon Sang Ho is the director of this. He directed Train to Busan, directed uh, Hellbound, uh, among other movies and TV series. So he is the man behind this, and you could really see his stamp all over this. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about that a, a little bit later. So I'm not going to really waste any time. We're going to get right into talking about this. I do want to say that there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen Jung E, uh, please go watch it on Netflix. It's on there right now and come back and listen to this. If you don't care about spoilers or you've already watched this, then we're going to we're going to continue on, but we're set in this dystopian future. I think it all starts out in the 22nd century. The earth is uninhabitable due to climate change and humans are being forced to uh, live in these shelters, these like space station shelters. I think they say there's like about 80 of them orbiting the Earth and three of these shelters decide to defect and declare themselves as the Adrian Republic, which starts a civil war between the Allied Force and the Adrian Republic, at which they start employing a lot of the AI technology and robots to do the fighting for them. But there is a legendary mercenary for the Allied forces called Jung E. And Captain Yun Jung E is kind of like one of those Audie Murphy type 
uh, characters from back in World War II that is uh, has all this legendary lore about them and their accomplishments on the fighting field, so much so that there are movies and toys made of her, and she is kind of like the uh, cross between a modern-day action hero and superhero uh, to, to South Korea and to the Allied forces in general. Now, a lot of this is told in flashback, but we find out uh, when when Jung Yi, Yun Jung Yi, was uh, kind of at her prime, uh, she had a young daughter who has a tumor on her lungs, and she is going in to have it operated on to have this tumor removed. And of course, Jung Yi became a mercenary so she could pay for all the expensive uh, operations and surgeries and treatments that her daughter has had to have because of this this tumor on her lungs. But her daughter's going in for this for this operation to remove the tumor, and she can't be there because she's got one mission she has to go on, one more mission she has to go on. So you know they kind of do their goodbyes, and this is the mission that uh, Young Jung Yi is wounded and is in a coma with no real possibility of ever coming out of it. And we also find out in this dystopian future that the AI technology advanced so that people can download their consciousness, their their brain, their memories and everything. They can download them and have them put into an android, a, a robot, so to speak. Uh, very much kind of along the lines of Altered Carbon, where you can kind of download your consciousness into some other clone body. This is kind of along those lines, but with, with robots. And it also plays a little into the classism that we see today, where if you're rich and can buy the Class A model, you are treated like a full-fledged human, even though you're in a robot body. Uh, there's no restrictions. Uh, B class is a little less expensive but still pretty expensive you aren't considered completely human and you have to like allow the corporation capital c uh to download all your all your thoughts and kind of keep a running tab on the things you look at the things you buy sort of kind of what we do with with all the social media, it's it's downloading everything we look at and sharing it uh, with advertisers to to get some sort of sense of what people are looking for uh, and and how to to do their advertising. And then there's Class C, which is for the poor people. You can have your consciousness into a, a robot, but you can't travel freely. Uh, you don't own your body. Uh, you don't own your mind. The corporation can download whatever they want any day, any time they want and that's essentially what Yun Jung Yi has to do her her mother signs this uh, waiver so her daughter can still essentially be alive at least uh, her consciousness her memories can still be alive but she is owned by this corporation and this corporation wants to turn her into a fighting machine and we pick up 35 years later, in 2194, uh, Cronoid is this big company, this big corporation that uh, clones uh, Jung Yi's brain to develop into an AI mercenary, codenamed Jung Yi, uh, stylized as J-U-N-G underscore capital E. Now, the interesting thing about it is that Jung Yi's uh, little daughter, Yun Seo Hyun, has grown up to be uh, quite an accomplished scientist, and she is the team leader on this Jung Yi project. 
And where we pick up is with this Jung Yi project, they're running this, this AI project. Uh, cloned AI robot through all these simulations of Jung Yi's last mission where she was wounded and and in a coma. And every time they keep rerunning the simulation, she ends up getting shot at the same point every time. And it's it's very frustrating for Yun Seo Hyun and it's very frustrating for uh, another main character, Kim Sang Hoon, who uh, is kind of a almost a, a bit of an antagonist throughout this. Uh, he's played as more of a, a partner, but he just has some weird quirks. And we'll we'll talk about the characters uh, coming up a, a little more in depth, but I just kind of want to get the basics of what's going on. So uh, that's where we find ourselves with the launching off point where uh, simulation after simulation after simulation all end. No matter what variables they throw it, it all ends with the same way with uh, Jung Yi being shot and in the same position she is now where she's now an old woman lying in a bed in a coma for the past 34 years. So right now we're going to kind of talk about the characters. There's really only three main characters to this. There's a couple other minor characters that we we get uh, the chairman of chronoid laboratory played by lee dong he who who does a really good job uh there's another character it's kind of a lab assistant uh that not really main characters there's really three main characters and it is the uh yun seo hyun uh hopefully i'm pronouncing these names right i my, my south korean is not up to snuff but uh but yun seo hyun is played by Kang Soo Yeon. And she really did a spectacular job with this lead role uh, because she really played the, uh, the almost this melancholy. And that's one thing I, I've noticed about uh, South Korean films, especially the horror and, and science fiction that I've seen and the, the things that I've seen with Yoon Sang-ho's work is that a lot of his female leads do have a bit of melancholy about them. You know, this is a situation where her mother died when she was very young and she uh, has lived without her mother, but she's had her mother right there. She's working on this project that involves her mother's, her mother's consciousness, her mother's mind, her mother's memories. And, and she's never thought to, to even talk to this uh, because it, probably would be unethical but she's here trying to memorialize the the hero that her mother was and, and not the failure that some people see her as for not completing the mission and conceivably ending the civil war back 34 years prior but Kang Soo Yeon did a fantastic job with this she played that melancholy she played that that daughter who lost her mother and just wants that moment to reconnect with her and, and ask her the questions that you know she she's longed to ask her uh, but she also plays a strong character she's you know, not willing to just take no for an answer and lie down when the men who run the company are telling her, no, do this, no, do that. There's some moments where she does, but at the end, she has a, the strength uh, inside her to, to do what she has to do. And and like I said, Kang Soo Young plays this role beautifully. And I, I will talk about this now. I was thinking about saving it for later, but it's it's so tragic because Kang Soo Young passed away earlier in 2022 uh, may of 2022 she had a uh, cardiac arrest and ended up dying days later in the hospital so very tragic uh, for this young woman who i mean she was only 55 years old that's not that old uh, to be dying like this and 
very much considered like by a lot of, of people in South Korea as uh, South Korea's first world star. She started out as a child actress, an award-winning actress when she got older, and then, like I said, went on to do more international films and, like I said, became a world star in the eyes of her compatriots in South Korea. So, such a tragic loss, and it, it kind of mirrors the tragedy of the character of Yun Seo Hoon, which we'll kind of talk about a, a little bit later. But the other character that we get, kind of the titular character, but not the main character. I would consider the Yun Seo Hoon character the lead character, the main character, but uh, the character, or the actress that plays her mother, uh, Yun Jung Yi, uh, the Jung Yi character in this, the title character played by Kim Hyun Jo. She did a really good job with this. She doesn't have a lot to do as far as acting, verbally acting, I should say. There's some scenes with her, her daughter. Uh, there are some scenes with her and Seo Hyun character uh, at the end, but she has a lot of physical work to do in this because she had a lot of fight scenes, having to redo these these simulations over and over again. She had a lot of action to do, and 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 she pulled it off beautifully. I mean, she looked like a badass killing machine soldier, uh, kicking ass of these robots and. And, and the big fight scenes at the end were really fantastic. I thought she did a, a really good job with kind of a non-traditional, fantastic portrayal of a role. Like I said, it wasn't necessarily in her vocal acting, but it was her physical acting that really brought this character to life and really made you root for this character. I mean, the, the, the vocal acting where she did get some dialogue, she did a really good job with that, but she really brought a physical presence that this action war hero needed. And she also had a great physical performance uh, facially in, in those moments of clarity and those moments of realization as a, a, a robot with a artificial intelligence brain that has the memories of a woman. Uh, she had great moments where things started to come to light. And you really saw that in her performance and did a really good job. So I, I really liked uh, Kim Hyun Jo's uh, portrayal of the Jung E character. And then there's the Kim Sang Hoon character played by Ryu Kyung So. And he is an interesting character because at the beginning, he's the director of Cronoid Laboratory. Uh, he's driven to success. It's very, there's a lot of comedic moments with this. And sometimes the comedy went a little over the top. Uh, he reminded me a lot of the character in Hellbound, the the guy that was doing those television broadcasts where he's wearing all that kind of like glow, day glow paint uh, against the black light and just very loud and flamboyant and obnoxious. And, and this character, this Kim Sang Hoon character, uh, very much reminded me of that because sometimes he'd be very uh, businesslike. Uh, then sometimes he'd be very childlike. And then sometimes he would just fly off on this tangent, very uh, manic, almost felt like a stereotype portrayal of bipolar with this character. But uh, he's very driven to success. And there were some funny scenes where, you know, he's telling the uh, Seo Hyun character, 
uh, how he's going to do this presentation and he's going to dazzle them and, and everybody's going to invest because of the presentation he puts forward. And then when it comes time to do this presentation in front of all these, these military bigwigs, he like clams up and stutters and stammers. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Uh, there were some funny moments that worked with this character, but then there were some moments where it just, it didn't work. It was a little too over the top and a little too trying to be comedic, trying to be over the top manic. And like I said, the character worked best when it was a little more reserved and it, it felt there towards the end when he's actually kind of gone crazy. Some of the manicness worked with that. And that's where this character, it, it worked in some regards as an antagonist in other regards, it came off a little bit silly and even a little bit hokey. But I don't know how much of that is the character that was as it was written and how much of it was the actor taking liberties with it. And, and then ultimately, the director is the one that is telling the actor and, and should be telling the actor when to, to dial it up and dial it down. So I can't necessarily put it all on the actor with this. Uh, he probably did what he was asked to do. I just don't think the character... Uh, it wasn't written poorly. It was just... Uh, the direction as to how how over the top this character should go was, I think, a little bit off. Like I said, very much reminded me of that that crazy character from the Hellbound series. But ultimately, the story is is about these these trials, and it's it's not a lot of action. There really doesn't get a lot of action until the very end. Other than the the simulations, the simulations have action, but it's a lot of the same action over and over again, the same types of scenes over and over again, the same fight scenes over and over again. So you really don't get a ton of of new and engaging action, but you do get the the study of of this artificial clone brain and and how they're trying to to figure out what happened with the Jung Yi uh, character when she was when she was wounded and failed her mission and why she did and the revelations of that that i won't get too much into because if you've seen it you know what you're taught what i'm talking about if you haven't seen it you really do need to see it but the the tie with her daughter that really distracted her to make what happened happen and her getting shot and essentially not mortally wounded, but wounded to the point where she's been in a coma for the past 30 some years that had to have to have her brain downloaded into a computer. Uh, that was really kind of an interesting little revelation and, and so heartfelt. I mean, my God, uh, that's the one thing that uh, Yun Sang-ho does very well with his movies. He plays on emotion. Train to Busan just had uh, that, that ending <laughs> had to be one of the most heartbreaking, heart-wrenching uh, things I've ever seen in a movie. And he really did that well with this. I mean, he played on emotion with Hellbound as well and some of the things I saw in that. Not all the time, but the, the moments they, they did do that, where the woman is televising her being sent to hell on TV. Uh, that had some emotion to it that kind of was akin to Train to Busan and akin to Jung E, which I, I really enjoyed. That 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 had a lot of heart to this uh, to this movie and to these characters. That uh, it just does better than a lot. But then the the whole ending culminates with the project being shut down because the war is over. The civil war. There's a, a truce, and they're going to start using these. Uh, robots that they made, the Jung Yi robots, they're going to try to start retrofitting them to be 
uh, sex workers and, and maids and civil servants and things like that. And the Sohyun character is, you know, she wants more for her mother than just being relegated to being somebody's servant. Uh, she wants her memory to, to live on, to live independently, to have a life that she never got to have. And the Sohyun character finds out that the tumor on her lungs is back and it's aggressive. She's only got three months to live. So she's going to do whatever she can to essentially set her mother free, or at least her mother's consciousness free. At the same time, the Kim Sang-hoon character finds out that he is not what everybody thought he was, not what he thought he was. He finds out he is a robot and a almost a childlike version, a childlike mind uh, copy of the uh, director of Chronoid Laboratories, which kind of sends him off the deep end, which culminates with this big fight scene between the robot Kim Sang-hoon and the Jung-e character who's kind of in a different robot body on these rail cars that are running you know, high above the, the city. It, it's, it was a really good fight scene. A lot of the fight scenes I thought this were really good, uh, especially given the fact that a lot of it was CG. And, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But, uh, but there's this big fight scene between uh, Kim Sang-hoon and Jung-e. Seo Hyun is, is in this car as well. And uh, it was really an enjoyable and engaging fight scene to watch, uh, which ended with Kim Sang-hoon character falling to his demise, conceivably, and then Seo Hyun sending her, her mother, the, the Jung-yi robot, off to, to live her own life because uh, she is not going to be here much longer and there's no saving her. Uh, but she wanted to give her mom, you know, whatever life she had left in her, she wanted to give her mother the opportunity to go live again, even if it is in a, a robot brain uh, construct with her consciousness in it. Then we get kind of, uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to say hokey, but that scene at the very end where she's standing on a, the ledge of a, a, a high peak and looking out over the world. And it's kind of a, a stereotypical scene for this kind of ending. But but ultimately, it all worked in the end, I think. So like I said, I, I really did like the Jung-E movie. I, I thought the, the acting was really good. Uh, except for, like I said, the, the one character was a little over the top. And, and things did get a little melodramatic with this character at times. But for the most part, everyone else was really good. Kang So Yun was fantastic as the Yun Seo Hyun character and uh, just a, a marvel to watch. And like I said, such a tragic passing of hers early last year after they, they finished filming this. Some of the other characters, like the, the lab assistant, uh, was kind of there for some comic relief. It, you know, that was a that was a good job. Uh, I, I really liked that bit of injected humor uh, as opposed to the the Kim Sang-hoon character uh, the humor they tried to inject with that which like I said seemed a little bit over the top and, and while things did get a little over the top and a little melodramatic at times ultimately the story was a good story about the relationship between a mother and a daughter and the fine line between artificial intelligence and humanity was just a lot opened a lot of doors and a lot of conversations uh, because artificial intelligence is becoming so prevalent these days. It's not to the point where things are quite sentient, but uh, I don't imagine it'll be too terribly long before we're 
at this stage where artificial intelligence is kind of on par with human consciousness. Interesting times we're living in. But I think this really brought some some good questions to the table as to as to all of that and what it all means, what our place, uh, humanity's place in the world means in this, this ever-advancing uh, scientific future. I thought the look of this was, was spectacular. Uh, you really didn't get a lot outside of the laboratory, but what little glimpses you did get made me want to explore this world more and these these space stations uh more it made me want to realize you know the full scope of this new world that these these characters are living in um i thought the cg was really good i i thought it could be either really good or really bad now granted i've seen better but for the most part all in all I thought the CG was really good. The fight scenes were really good between uh, Jung E and the robots. I thought it, they looked pretty spectacular, all things considered. Uh, the fight scene at the very end between uh, Kim Sang Hoon and the the complete robot version of the Jung E character, uh, I thought that was really good. And I, for the most part, all the CG really worked for me. Uh, there wasn't a lot that just took me out of the out of the action or out of the moment like bad cg can do uh, i really felt myself getting into the action because i i really yeah it's not that i couldn't tell it wasn't cg but it didn't it wasn't glaring enough that uh that it bothered me and ultimately this is a story that has a lot of heart you know like i said it's a it's about a mother and daughter relationship and uh, a mother and daughter relationship that was severed way too soon and there's a bit of a, a chance for a second chance that again is going to be cut off way too soon. So, you know, the emotion that is all tied in with that is it's the stuff that makes you, you know, tear up a little bit, makes the heart feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, it, it creates that sense of anguish that, that these two are never going to have the relationship they once had, uh, even though they both deserve it so much. So there's a lot of heart to this movie as well that I think the director Kang Seo Young does fantastically uh, like i said train to basan was full of it uh hellbound had some moments of it and this definitely had a lot of that in it and i liked how the the whole look of the the film you know from the costumes and everything this is a a fairly distant future this is in the 22nd century the most of this movie takes place in 2194 it's, it's a bit of a distant future, but it didn't feel so far removed. It wasn't like they were going out of their way to try and make everything look spacey and futuristic. Uh, I, I really liked how a lot of the costumes and everything was very much grounded in in a reality of what we know, maybe a little different, maybe the styles are slightly different, but it wasn't so futuristic looking that that it looked ridiculous, is guess what I'm trying to say. And sometimes movies, sci-fi movies that are set in a, a distant future or not too distant future can go a little crazy on the fashion and trying to make it look very futuristic. I thought that looked very grounded in this. I thought the sets looked really good for, you know, we didn't have a ton of sets in this, but what sets they did do, I thought they looked really good. Futuristic without being over the top futuristic. I really liked the look of this as well. And the soundtrack I thought was was quite good. The scoring really helped with bringing some of those emotional scenes to their emotional crescendo. So I really like this movie, and and there's a possibility for a sequel. I mean, the Jung E character is out there. 
uh, she could find a another version of her body so we could get the uh, role reprised by Kim Hyun Jo. I would really like to see that because I, I liked her physical performance in this. I'd like to see more of an acting performance with a, a future project. The Yun So Hyun character could be in another one. I mean, her physical body is going to die, but they had the option of her having her brain downloaded, even with the C version of, of that, where uh, the corporation owns her rights. But we could see uh, a version of her just in another body. Uh, it could be her consciousness, but acted by a totally different person. And it still would make sense within the context of this movie, uh, given the tragic, tragic passing of uh, Kang So Yeon. So it, it's definitely possible that you could have a reprisal of these two characters and kind of a, a second chance of that mother-daughter relationship, but with two robots. Uh, that, that would be interesting to see where they could go with that. Or, you know, you could just let it lie and let the story be what it is and yeah i'm not a i'm not a big fan of every movie has to have a sequel although some movies do lend themselves to sequels or they also can lend themselves to wondering what may happen and just let you kind of build out the rest of the world in your own mind and and contemplate where these characters might go uh, from here so that's i think good as well but there's definitely room for a sequel with this uh, whether we'll ever see it i don't know whether we have to see it i don't know but uh, I did enjoy this movie. And I know a lot of people are kind of giving it mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some people don't. Some people didn't like the melodrama, uh, didn't like the script, uh, you know, didn't like some of the acting performances. Uh, the one Kim Sang-hoon character uh, is not a favorite uh, of a lot of critics. But I, all in all, liked this performance, uh, the look, the feel, the CG. I thought it was all quite good. Was it a perfect movie? No. But it was a movie that I really enjoyed. It enjoyed well enough that you know, if they came out with a sequel, I'd definitely check it out. Because I enjoyed the look of it, the CG, the action, the heart of it, the characters and the acting all really meshed really well together. Uh, the score, like I said, really helped build the tension and build the emotion. It was just a very well done movie from a director who is kind of got a track record for really well done movies uh yon sang ho i think is a, a director that you know he's been doing this for quite a while i mean he's been directing since 97 i think he started doing short films then kind of started doing some some feature length films and in 2011 and has been quite renowned because of things like train to busan so i think he's definitely a director that has a, a big future on the horizon even though he's been doing this for quite some time uh, i think there's a lot more to come from him and i think a lot more to look forward to from yun sang ho so i really enjoyed jung e and i encourage you to check it out if you haven't watched it go check it out and see for yourself don't take my word for it don't take any other the critics or reviewers word for it see for yourself whether you like it and you know what movies don't have to be perfect to be enjoyable and i think that's one of these movies right here with jung e it's not perfect but damn is it enjoyable so i want to thank everyone for uh, checking out my thoughts on jung e you can check it out on now on netflix uh please 
Find our Facebook page, Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop. We're always posting trailers to movies and series coming out. Always finding articles about horror, fantasy, and science fiction from all over the internet. Sharing them on there to kind of you know, spread the word and add my two cents as well. And so check that out on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram. And no matter where you listen to this podcast, please subscribe to it, follow it, like it. Uh, share the episodes, share the podcast with anyone that you know that loves horror, fantasy, and science fiction. Please help us spread the word and grow the numbers so we can keep doing this. And as always, leave a review. Five stars would be awesome. But whatever review you leave, we do appreciate that. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!